Hello and welcome to Talking Events, the industry podcast brought to you by Event Industry News. Today being recorded in the fabulous surrounds of the Victory Services Club, uh, adjacent to, uh, I suppose, the Edgware Road, yeah, Marble, uh, Arch. Uh, Marble Arch, mm. uh, Hyde Park. In, in, in the heart of London's in glittering the West End. heart <laughs> of London's <laughs> glittering West End. Um, I feel that my role here <laughs> will be semi-redundant <laughs> on today's episode <laughs> as we welcome into the studio our guests. Um, first of all, Simon Burton, CEO of Exposure Communications. Simon, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Kevin Jackson, Director of Ideas and Innovation. The experience is the marketing. Kevin, welcome back to Talking Events. Hello. And Jason Allen Scott, a pleasure as always to have you aboard. Premier party planner. <laughs> Thank you very much. And the entrepreneur. The entrepreneur. The entrepreneur. Stop entrepreneur. Mama preneur. Gentlemen, we're, we're talking today about the event professionals' handbook. Um, this is newly launched, I believe, just a couple of weeks ago. Um, let me hand it straight over to you. Simon Burton, I'm told and led to believe that this was your idea. So tell us more about it and what it is. Well, books weren't my idea. There's always a qualification, a isn't there? Now. <laughs> the Event Professionals Handbook was my idea, and it's, it's really trying to address two things. One is, and you see as you hold it there in your hand, James, that the act of a physical book still has hugely high status in our world. In the world of downloads and digital content, a book with an ISBN number that goes on a bookshelf has status and it enshrines the ideas in a particular way. And I also wanted to make sure that this wasn't really, handbook is in some ways a misnomer in this sense, that it wasn't just a how-to, but what we, because there's plenty of stuff that tells you how to do uh, events, what, whatever, whatever that might be. I wanted to give a much more eclectic view that inspired, that reminded, that cajoled, that, that, that disrupted, that dissented. So 18 different contributors representing a variety of different viewpoints about this idea of live marketing to spark debate and conversation in a, in a media form that has status. Well, let, let, let me read from the forward then, because you, you mentioned that it's not a how-to or an instruction manual, which is exactly what it says in the, in the forward, which is followed by, it's more like a smorgasbord of event professionals' thoughts and ideas designed to whet the appetite, provide a moment of insight, or a way of navigating a challenge in a new way. Um, and we should point out, as you, as you mentioned, Simon, that every chapter in this book has been written by a different professional with a different uh, viewpoint, mm. a different skill set. Yep. What was the thinking of getting these, these different contributors involved, Kevin? I suppose when uh, Simon came with the idea, I, I th one of the things that attracted me to it and the thing I've had most success in doing is going back and collecting all the great people that I've ever worked with and asking their opinion. And this was a way of doing that, as Simon says, in a tangible way, in a book, where you, you write something down, you commit to that thought. But there are, as, uh, as I've said many times, no event happens alone. So you, mm. need, a, a, uh, you need a collection and a collaboration of people. You need a diversity of thoughts and ideas, a diversity of backgrounds and sort of thinking. And that is this book. You can dip in and out of it. You can read chapter by chapter. You can read page by page, whatever you feel comfortable doing. But as Simon says, it is a, a sort of, I was going to say a North Star of inspiration. You can look at it and find something in it that just brings you back and sets you on the right course. I, th I think I just like a smorgasbord, there are going to be some things in it you don't like, mm -hmm. something in it that you love and you keep going back You're to. You're talking about Jason's uh, chapter. Uh, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 uh, I, I like other people around the table have read Jason's chapter twice. And there are going to be some things that actually taste odd the first time round. <laughs> 
And you think, <laughs> uh, but I want to experience that again. You go back and read that chapter or that insight. And there's a danger in Kevin's term, the echo chamber of what we do in the events industry sometimes. And it's the same people saying the same things. Mm -hmm. And Kevin and I were determined that whilst there were some people in there who, who share a voice was already good, that they weren't exclusive, that the book's aspirations were wider and that its audience was wider. Was there any um, uh, co conscious decision that by opening it up to all these different contributors, you also weren't going to run the risk of appearing to dictate to people mm. how to do things or the, the viewpoint or opinions of just a small, narrow sort of set of professionals? Yeah, it was to get a broad spread of opinions and ideas. And that's the exciting thing about the book. And as I've said, it, it sort of started in the same place. Most of the conversations I had with uh, the contributors started in the same place, but then they all went somewhere completely different. And there's, as I said, Bjorn Wigforce, who's uh, head of events at Microsoft, he's got a Maslow's hierarchy of need for the event industry, which is absolutely brilliant. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then you've got you know, others that really talk about how to get into the event industry, why they went into it. You know, it, it's, a, it's a really great collection of thoughts. There's a lot it. of stuff about talent, isn't there? Yeah. Mm. But talent's clearly a, an issue yeah, which, people. which, which uh, excites and, and concerns people about our industry. So there's a lot of reference to talent, how we generate the, mm -hmm. the next bit of talent. Would you say that looking at the book overall, it's pitched at a certain type of event or for a particular sector of this huge, broad beast that is the events industry? I hope not. No, no, no. I don't think it is. I mean, we've got we've got stuff in there about festivals. Mm -hmm. We've got stuff in there about trade shows. There's a whole chapter about the growing trade show industry in Southeast Asia. Yeah. Now, that might that might not be right for everybody. Yeah. But if you're a trade show organizer thinking about how you geo clone or adapt, that that chapter is absolute gold dust. There's, and there's sponsorship. There's Peter Waddell, the street, the ex street ma uh, magician. Mm. You know, a great chapter on engagement and how you make people stop in the street. To, mm. You know that power of engagement is and, and i'll say something which will last us segue into jason so far he gets a word in we're only six minutes <laughs> in <I'm blind laughs> <and> <laughs> it's early days <laughs> he's never been this quiet yeah, but, but one of the things that i think is fascinating about the book is that committal to the written word so actually there are lots of the contributors that i know really well that i'd regard as close industry friends who i've heard present who i've debated these ideas with reading what they want to say about a particular issue over a couple of thousand words in a book where they get to frame an argument and articulate it and think about the structure in a different way has actually been really inspiring to me. Mm. Even, f even people I might have known for 15 or 20 years and mm. thought, thought I knew what they thought about events, mm. reading yeah. that and engaging with that in, in book form has been actually personally inspiring. Yeah. We're seven minutes in, Jason. Mm. <laughs> I'm coming to no, you. you, I'm you coming was, to I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> You've got the rest of the time. I'm, I'm, I'm coming to you. Um, Simon did, did make a fleeting remark to somebody sat around this table who's read your chapter twice. Thank you very and, much. And let, let's just clarify for people who haven't realize yet that's me ah, yes <laughs> and 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 i read it twice um for a specific reason because spelling on, mistakes on, on the <laughs> on <laughs> grammar punctuation <laughs> spelling. Yeah, exactly. no on, on first read your chapter you know it, it, it talks about how to throw a great party mm. you know it's talking about really sort of quite high-end stuff but how to throw a great party and i thought first of all hold on a second what's this really got to do for with the rest with the, with the rest of it mm. it's on the second read of your particular chapter that i understand that and i don't again if it was a conscious decision and how much thought went into this that a lot of the ideas that you talk about when looking at how to throw a great party are very easily translatable into 
other types of event. Absolutely. Um, how to create an atmosphere, how to create an experience, when to start it, when to end it, mm. what to do in between. Um, how much booze, which, uh, which is a really, which actually a really interesting is, part is, of Jason's is, chapter. Absolutely. I I, I've got to start, I've got to sort of begin this at the origin <laughs> story of the whole thing. I was in the train from an event. Simon was in the train with me. We were returning back to, to Wimbledon. And, uh, and he was telling me about this book, and Kevin was in it, and he's great writers, and, and part of me wanted desperately to say, well, what about me? I'm a, <laughs> I'm a great writer, I've, you know, I've sold 30,000 copies of my first book, and I've done this much on my second and my third, and, I've got to, and not once did Simon say, <laughs> have you thought about you know, giving me something, or maybe I could look at something, not a word. And then one day, we're sitting having coffee, and he says, I've got these great writers, and it's really going well, and, and there's incredible questions and answers and things coming out. Oh, by the way, do you wanna, do you wanna write a chapter? And in fairness, instead of being excited, I was incredibly scared because <laughs> I suddenly thought I can't just write a simple how-to, which I thought maybe the book was all about, especially not when I heard who was in the book. So I wanted it to be something that was translatable, that it wasn't just one thing, one answer. It wasn't a recipe to one kind of cake. It was a recipe to all kinds of cooking and baking and what exactly that means. <laughs> forgive the analogy continuing through. Um, but so I, I did probably pour a lot more into this chapter than I've done a lot of things. I, I really wanted to be as good as my contemporaries that are, are the other authors of the book. I think that's, that's a really interesting point, Joseph, because several of the contributors said to me, but people who you'd invite to a... a, a present on stage and they would think nothing even of uh, standing there for 15 minutes and expounding their view free form that the act of committing it to paper forced them to consider what they were saying i, I don't want to turn it into a school essay type project but <laughs> but there, there was there's, there's a greater need when you're when you're when your words are going to be immortalized yeah. in Absolutely. in paper and ink to think about that meaning and the constraints of the, the, the chapter structure yeah. and so on. Did the process of putting together your, your individual chapters um, offer you any sort of sense of achievement in terms of reflecting on things that you've done in your careers and with events that you perhaps had forgotten about or did it, did it cause you to really delve deep into some of the, the, the stuff that you've been involved with in the past? As for me, I, I find that the act of writing helps get my thoughts in order. When I was doing my daily blog, I wrote a daily blog for three years, really to get an understanding of what I thought about things. And once you commit it to paper and people participate in that, it does help solidify where you think you are and where everything fits together. Mm -hmm. And it, I, I think it's important to keep doing that. I think it's important to reflect on where you are and what you think. Um, and to put that down in writing so it's open for commentary and, and discussion and complaint and to be vilified. But, you know, I really do think it's important for us in the industry to set some markers down. And I think that's sort of what everyone's done in the book. Um, Simon, would, would you mind, for the purposes of people listening to this, uh, today's podcast, um, who may not know some of the people who've contributed to this book, could you perhaps put into context the type of experiences that contributors can draw on uh, uh, who, who've actually put, put words on paper for the book? Yeah, we've got people like Debs Armstrong who used to run Shangri-La uh, at Glastonbury, so that brings the whole festival experience mm. to bear. We've got Bjorn from Microsoft, we've got Pete Wardell who was a Covent Garden street performer turned award-winning magician talking about how you attract an audience. You've got Simon Hughes, ex-head of communications at COI, who's run events for prime ministers and, yeah. and, and cabinet, talking about how you attract an audience. Uh, and so what you're getting is people who, uh, in, in this context, were forced to think about the... Yeah. <laughs> what, what, 
if I've got 2,000 words, what am I going to say that has meaning and impact? We've got Mark Cochran from BSG in Asia who writes about the Southeast Asian trade show industry. Um, we've got... Chris Barrows-Brown of Chris um, uh, Upping Your Elvis talking about creativity and how to structure an event. Tracy Halliwell of London and Partners. Nick Dubois, ex-MP who... Um, Heads up, be the British yeah, BBEP. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's a real diverse... Um, I, I'm just reading um, that there have been reviews already on on, ah, on, on Amazon because this is downloadable via you know. It's uh, and uh, we should stress it, it's completely free. Complete, yeah. This is completely free. You yeah. can download it as a, a digital download and put it on your on your your Kindle or your Kindle app, or you can get the hard copy. But looking at some of the the initial feedback for it. Um, the you do that a lot, James. You pull up these things during the year. <laughs> the book that it's throwing grenades. <laughs> yes, yes, right, exactly. yeah. The book gives a good introduction and overview into events, and it's clear that the authors have had a lot of experience in their respective areas of the industry. My only criticism would be that in some of the chapters, it would have been great if the author went into more detail. Mm. Now, you can look at that one or two ways. You could have said, yes, we could have gone into more detail. Mm. Is there an argument to say that actually, if you're looking to inspire event professionals that that further detail should be coming from them yeah from somewhere well, else listen if the, if, if the criticism of the book and there's a, there's a, a, a mixture of reviews we want more is yeah. we want more of yeah. it then yeah. that's 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 the best thing we could we could possibly have i'd rather leave people wanting more than thinking we're getting too much the event professionals handbook too duh we'll come to that later <laughs> <laughs> we'll come two, to that later. two things on that actually and i'm surprised simon didn't jump on board one uh, you mentioned Kindle and it's a free book. It's actually the top 10 best-selling books on Amazon Kindle, which is phenomenal in a couple of weeks. So big clap there. In six, countr in six in countries. In six countries, which oh, is just incredible. I just came back from Prague and people were actually coming to me with the book. And that... They, they downloaded it and then printed it out, which was <laughs> a little bit strange. Um, but hey. Whatever floats you both. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so I think that is incredible. And something you said earlier about the question of, of sort of revisiting your past to write something. When I wrote this chapter, I wasn't 100% sure. I, I haven't done a celebrity event in a, quite a long time, probably <laughs> a year, year and a half. And um, That's a long time. It is a, it is a long time. <laughs> it's an absolute long time. And I was thinking about the things I've done. And, and it, was a, it was an amazing moment for me to sip a glass of whiskey and just think about some of the people that are now in the public eye that I've done events. I did Jake Whitehall's 21st birthday, which is incredible. I did James Corden's first film premiere when he didn't think he could be an actor and he was in the corner moaning about lesbian vampire killers being the yeah, worst, yeah, film worst film yeah. in history. But he was right. And he was <laughs> right. He's a house. Well done, James. On, on both counts. On both <laughs> 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 um, and, and just... And that was a real thing to kind of look at it and go, how much of that was luck? You know, being in the right place at the right time with everything that you needed. And how much of it was kind of understanding exactly what was needed. Mm. Get them drunk, get them fed, and get them home safely. <laughs> Which would have been my entire chapter if I, if I didn't have a word count. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to swing things in a, in a little bit of a different direction. And again, reference something that I was, I was reading in the book earlier. And Kevin, this was in your chapter. And it and it's, talks about some of the experiences that you've had talking to event management students and, and in the... the the world of academia yep. um, and how when asked to, to show hands 90% of them said that they were inspired <laughs> by Glastonbury when yeah. you asked to put up their hands or what has inspired them to do this yeah. this event management course yeah. and then pointing out that 95% of them are probably going to end up in the corporate sector yeah. um, I suppose whilst we want to inspire event professionals mm -hmm. is it also important that, that people coming into the industry are given a clear and perhaps um, objective idea of where they, they may end up and where they may work? Um, no, no, I don't think so. I, I, 
as I think I say in the chapter, it doesn't matter how you got into it, it matters what you do when you get into it. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I, I think um, if you're inspired by live events, Glastonbury, Reading, um, comedy shows, it doesn't matter what, you understand that emotional connection between a thing and the audience, and that is true of the corporate world as it's true of the festival world. You still need that emotional connection between the people up there and the people down here, or mm -hmm. the people over there and the people over here, and how you extend that, how you uh, make that work for the audience. It doesn't matter why you came in. And the thing I say to the event students at uni is, okay, you're here and you're understanding there's a lot more going on than just putting a band on stage, and you're understanding now there's a lot more going on in terms of the corporate world, which is where you're all, we're all gonna work. Yes, I slightly disagree, I think they should, we should be doing a better job of uh, educating before they arrive in the industry that there's more mm. going on and that some of those jobs are really cool and unlock that emotional connection. I think as well, we need to do a better job of making it clear that one of the interesting things about events is this uh, parallel track between operation and marketing, let's call it, or yeah. between the, the act of putting on an mm. event, producing the event, mm -hmm. and the act of using it as a communication tool. And I think we've lost that in terms of the way in which we're um, educating young people on event-specific courses. We've made it very, very functional. Mm. And clearly, you wouldn't have the message without the function, but we are sure, a communication yeah. industry, and we need to be raising our game in terms of that dialogue and attracting the brightest mm. who, want to, who understand the power of live to move an idea from here to there. But I think that's not the problem of the event students. That's the problem of us as oh an yes, industry. I think we need to do a better job. Sorry? I said right at the start, we need to do a better job. Yeah, yeah. You know, in the way that the advertising industry gets in and creates, mm. you know, helps create the courses, we don't do that. We don't engage with academia. We don't, uh, you know, and I've put myself up for helping to do that uh, as someone in the industry. Mm -hmm. But I think we need to do a better job of communicating with the universities because, quite frankly, all the lecturers and all the head of departments in that want to hear from us. They just don't. I was lucky enough to help write the master's program for Falmouth University in Cornwall's um, events degree, events master's degree. And it was really interesting because they, they sent over reams and reams and reams of coursework. And I, I asked the question, who, who wrote it? Who was the originator of this work? And it was, it was various people, none of which had worked in the events industry, mm. none of which were talking about the things that we just talked about now, the movement, the, the, the relationship with brands, all these different things. The, the course was called create, uh, Creative Thinking in Events, and there was nothing creative about anything they were putting forward. And I agree with Kevin, I think there is a, a disconnect sometimes between those that write and those that teach and those that do. And it is, I think, our job, you know, when we're in ALEA, and ALEA right now at the International Live Events Association, to to join that yeah. together to create more cohesion between the two. Sure, yeah, yeah. And allow for that. Um, you mentioned about the you know, education and maybe better communication with the academic world. Mm. Um, is is there been any effort or thought process towards education at a lower level than just degree? Because when I liken it to something, you know, uh, aspirational um, courses like music, for example, mm. children may play musical instruments from an early age, four, five, six years old. They'll study music at school. And so they know from an early age that they'd like to then study that at a higher level. Um, I don't know of any school that has ever approached event management or events as a subject in order to aspire 
students to maybe look at that as a degree subject. So no, is there a lower level we can be getting them at? But all kids go to birthday parties. Perhaps we could do something with that. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I throw it out there merely as a way to say, yeah, yeah. You know, is there any way yeah. that the industry itself could identify at a lower level? It's one of the things we, so on uh, uh, Kirk's event huddle, it's one of the things we talked about in the experience versus education debate, mm. which was, uh, do we value as an industry experience but over education but how far back does the education go can we get into um, secondary schools can we even get further than that and show where what events do and what events can create for school kids and I think we're not even there with universities yet there's uh, a there's an issue around joined up voices <coughs> isn't there which is which yeah. Yeah. Like what's the last count 48 different trade associations across mm. the the enormity of the event sector in the UK. Yeah. Now, on, on the one hand, that speaks of a vibrant, uh, a vibrant industry. On the other, it suggests that whatever some of us might say about uh, an increased yeah. level playing field and all events are an event, actually it speaks of hugely siloed parts of the industry. And, and I think that makes it difficult for academics in secondary or in junior education to know where they latch onto because yeah. th they'll tend to take the lowest hanging fruit. So Trade Association A talks to them, they latch onto that, and all of a sudden mm. they're dealing with just 1 48th of the market. That's, mm. ass that's assuming it's divided equally, which of course, of course it isn't. And so anything we can do to speak with one voice yeah becomes more... I feel a song coming on. <laughs> <laughs> well, is it a Barry Manilow? Singing in the darkness. Showing our age there, Kevin. So I think that, now interestingly enough, academic, uh, many of the universities have, uh, have got copies of the books and are downloading yeah, and starting absolutely. to interact mm -hmm. with it. So, yeah. so I hope that will start to show that breadth of, of opportunity within the event space. A, and it's important to say that, that it's perhaps not just it's not just pitched at people who are working within the industry no, already who no. want to, to be inspired by it. This is something that anybody potentially could pick up who's no background in the events industry and look at and perhaps take take some inspiration from. No. Oh, wouldn't, be, wouldn't it be awesome if a brand that didn't like events picked up a chapter and suddenly got just it. got it mm. from yeah. one chapter? It would be fabulous. It would be my chapter. It would, it would, <laughs> it would be um, you will have all, no doubt, staged events, hosted events, run events, and the moment the doors are closed and the moment the event's finished, gone, I'd have done that differently. I'd have done that slightly, you know, I in a different way. When you sent this to print and when the final words were proofread and you hit finalise <laughs> on it, how soon was it when you thought, we should have included that, perhaps we need to have done this, and... What's going to happen with part two? <laughs> oh, well before I knew before we sent it to press what I wanted to do better. Mm. Um, but as Kevin will tell you, he's never missed a deadline. So <laughs> we, were, we, were, we were really strict about timings. Um, oh, yeah. I, I think we, the, the truth is what you mustn't do with a book is lose the horizon. So we're talking to you now. We're still... We're still a bestseller in sales and marketing on, on Amazon in business. Um, I keep saying seller, it's for, for best giveaway um, <laughs> in that quite competitive category in six different countries. We're getting emails from people who want to engage and do more with it every day. Mm. Um, Kevin and I started a conversation about whether we can do a sort of mini live version of it. Oh, okay. Um, so, so, so try to try to honour some of the the, the, the succinctness yeah. of the form, but to to bring some of those speakers together in a in, in a in a live iteration. Um, 
and then we're talking about how we take some of the content and maybe that's too long for some people. Maybe we need bite-sized chapters. Maybe we need to be using it in blog posts. Maybe we need to be interviewing some of the, mm. some of the contributors in, on this show or mm. elsewhere to, to, yeah. to, to connect. So, so that we mustn't, so the first thing is that's not finished. That's, yeah. that, that's, that's gonna carry on living. An evolving entity. Yeah. Oh. But I think that's the thing about, that's the thing about doing stuff. Isn't mm. it? You learn from, as Chris Barris-Brown says all the time, you learn by doing, you learn by creating it and Indeed. making it real. And that's what we do in the events industry. We do one, it works or it doesn't work, we change it, we adapt it, we move to the next one. And I think that's the thing about the book. Uh, I suppose from my perspective, I didn't realise how hard and or how easy it was going to be. So there were some really hard bits and there were some really easy bits. Um, but Simon did most of the heavy lifting on all, <laughs> all the heavy, all the hard bits. Um, but I, I, I think it was exciting to do it and get it done, which was my mm -hmm. big drive just to get it out there. And I, yeah. I think the learnings are for the next edition. You, you mentioned about, Simon, you mentioned about breaking it up into, into smaller chunks. Um, the fact that it is free, mm. that there's no cost involved to this, again, conscious decision, so that you could break it up into bite-sized chunks and make it available to people in small pieces or via different mediums, via these live events, without running the risk of devaluing a, a cost associated with buying a book. Uh, that's an interesting idea. No, it was just I want I wanted to put yeah. it in as many hands, hands as possible, yeah. and yeah. that was the driving force for me to create it. And when, when Kevin said, "I'll help you do this," mm -hmm. that that became a that became a kind of uh, sine qua non. To go Latin on you. I'm going to have to Google uh, that and the Barry White song. It has to be free because I want it in as many hands, inspiring as many people, yeah. or, or putting people off who aren't right for the industry, or yeah. uh, I want it to engage as far and wide as possible. And therefore, being able to slice and dice the content, as you say, gives us huge uh, additional value. Mm. Um, despite the fact that you will have probably approached the contributors for this book, uh, and invited them to contribute. Now that it's out there, and and doing so well in a short period of time, I'm guessing that inevitably you're going to have people approaching you now, saying, "Well, we could lend this, and yep. would you be interested in me submitting this?" D does that make the the process of contemplating a second edition of this book or part two even more daunting, given that you may have even more material to look at? No, no. I think it will give us a bigger opportunity to get a more diverse, you know, funnily enough, the, we are already, as you say, James, we're already being approached, and interestingly, from people that I don't really know that well, obviously most of the people in this book, either Simon knows them or I know them, mm -hmm. or we know them equally. Um, so I think it, it, it's good that we fish outside that little pond and, as I keep saying, not be an echo chamber for old thoughts and ideas and bring something new to the business. I think that's interesting for me. Um, I, I'm going to throw another little bit of uh, sort of stuff across to you here. <laughs> see, see where we run another with Another grenade. It does, yeah. it does that all the time. B because um, <laughs> Sheffield Hallam University, I, big, love, big I love them. A big, big event management yep. faculty there and yep. department um, have launched the first experiential marketing degree. So an event yep. management mm. degree with a specific slant. Yep. And the official title is International Events Management with Experiential Marketing. Yep. Now, I, I said, I remember saying uh, on the podcast a few months ago that event management as a subject yeah. was just too broad, too broad in my opinion yeah, it is. and it, it has to reach a point in in academia and sorry to go back to this but where, where it's subdivided mm. and actually we are developing people with 
specific focus on specific areas in order to develop that skill set better. What are your sort of initial opinions on that? And, and also, what I'm going to ask is, how does this book tie in with people who are studying it? And this could, could this be used as a useful piece of reference for them? I, have, I, haven't, I don't know if, it's, if it answers the question, so I apologize in advance if it doesn't. Um, it matters not. Have you to that? I, just, I just think I've only got a minute or two to say something before they cut in. Have you listened to this before? Um, what I was going to say was, uh, I'm lucky enough to have a, a tribe, a, a group of people that follow me and, and listen to when I speak and, and read stuff that I write and whatever. And what I've loved about the book is every time you give it to someone who's contemplating events, they seem to write back going, oh, I know exactly what I'm doing now. And... And I think because the book does have all those silos, does have all those segmentations, and, and I do, I, I, think, I think the whole event uh, you know, management degree is, is just a huge net thrown out. So you know you're gonna get the people. It, it's like saying, we're, we're gonna study theology, all theology. You know, so you can't lose. Someone out there <laughs> believes in something, we're gonna help you understand that better, or philosophy as a degree. It, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, and I, it's absolutely insane. Qu quote. Thank you, yes, please quote me for saying that. I'm not, God, God is ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, I'm not saying that, I'm definitely not saying that. I'm saying the idea of such a broad <laughs> spectrum of study. Um, and we've learned, if we've learned anything from, from the Yanks and the Americans, is niche, 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 you know, uh -huh. niches to riches. And um, and I think that's 100. percent You can you can quote me. Another on that. one. Of course, you've, never, you've, you've, never, you've never been in any of the niches I've been in. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to get into some of those niches, <laughs> which, have, which have led to extreme poverty. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think that it's it's great that a lot of these people are sort of realizing that it's it's you should be judged on your results, yeah. not on the information you put out into the world. But uh, so. Is that why the Americans? No, no, no. We should be judged on the information we put out. No, yeah. Well, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm going to come back. So, is that why Americans pronounce it niches, so they can have well, niches to riches? That's exactly actually niches why. to riches. Riches to riches. Riches to riches. It doesn't work. It doesn't. It doesn't. Reese's work. pieces. Niches. niches is very close to, to, to Nietzsche as well. <laughs> we're, we're back to philosophy, and, and I've no interest there at all. It's like a bad Eminem song. <laughs> going back to your question. No, no. Uh, I mean, I think I think TRO have partnered on the course, haven't yes, they? Yes, that's right. So the first thing is well done, TRO. Amazing. Industry engagement with academia. Is is just a good thing, yeah. and uh, I think to your point, James, you know, is the industry too broad? Well, that's 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 part of its virtue, as yeah. Kevin says, and part of its challenge, which is sometimes it's dumped in the hospitality course, sometimes mm. it's in tourism, yeah. sometimes marketing, it's in marketing, right, yeah. sometimes it's in business, and so 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 actually, I, I think from a from a young person's point of view, if they want, to, if they've already identified they want to come into our industry, then they should be picking the university with the right course around yeah. it. Mm -hmm. uh, I guess one of our industry's challenges, and experiential nails it, is you know, get Claire Stokes on here and ask Claire what experiential means. Because Claire's got a very clear, well-articulated view about what experiential means. And it doesn't include most of the stuff that I do in event management. I mean, experiential means something. It's a, yeah. tec it's a technical term. Now, yeah. actually, the rest of us in the industry go, oh, that sounds sexy, we'll grab that. Mm. And we've we've extended it. So so I do think that one of the things that plays against us is we're just not clear on yeah. any of our nomenclature. We're not clear on the terminology or what it is. Is it an event? Is it an experience? Is it a trade show? Is it an exhibition? I thought an exhibition happened in an art gallery. Is it a show? Yeah. Uh, and and we many of us in the industry use that lack of clarity to our own advantage. The the ambiguity. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 
but but it's a but it's a double-edged sword because it means when we're trying to communicate with people who don't know what we're talking about, mm-hmm. we we lack precision. Open invitation to Claire if you're listening. Get in touch. <laughs> Let's get you on an episode. Um, so much of the event industry is visual and yep. a visual stimulant. Why is there? Why no is the pictures. book words only? I did ask if I could just send in pictures. <laughs> <laughs> but they a diagram. Beyond's chapter yeah. has a diagram. Okay, there, there is the <laughs> diagram, isn't there? But, but, but was that, a, again, a, a conscious decision? Was there an opportunity where you could have included anything that would have highlighted or supported some of the material in there? I th- uh, for me, well, I, I think it would have changed the... I, I was thinking it would have changed the book out of all the recognition. I think it's one of those books... I think the pictures would have devalued it somehow for me mm. um, I, cause it, come, it, comes, it comes back to where I started James which is it would be a there, there is a status that, that all of us who are literate attribute to books and the ideas expressed in books it's, mm-hmm. why, it's why totalitarian regimes burn them and they are important deep well we, couldn't, we could, well, we couldn't make a record, could we? because <laughs> 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 well, we can't the, sing. The Event Professionals album, it wouldn't have worked. And I feel, I feel, I feel that's a project uh, waiting I think, think that's KTEL coming back. It's a Christmas album. And, and so books are important, and the written word is important, because to express an idea with clarity in the written word yeah. demands concentration both on the part of the reader and the writer. Mm-hmm. And, I, uh, and I agree with Kevin. That, w- that just wasn't wasn't what we were trying to achieve in this instance. Well, well my interpretation as well, w- w- to throw an opinion in, would be that when you read a good book, the whole point is that you paint in the picture yeah, in your absolutely. own imagination, and it's inspiring you to imagine what that landscape may look like or what that, that restaurant may look like that's in the book or the street that's being described. And if you've got it in words, essentially with, with this profession, yeah. what we're doing is then adding to that inspiration. We're allowing people to interpret it. Absolutely. Yeah. In Prague, I was asked that, funny enough, and I was going to come <laughs> and tell you both that exact thing. And I said, if you've heard any of my speeches, anyway, <laughs> I always start by not putting an image up on the board. And everyone goes, oh, there's no PowerPoint presentation. And I say, well, a picture can say <laughs> Damn you, man. Damn you. <laughs> what sort of event <laughs> What kind of talk is this? I was, gonna, I was just going to ask for the for notes. PowerPoint. Yeah, everyone asks for PowerPoint. Whoever goes back and actually looks at those PowerPoints. And my, my, my opening line is always, a picture can say a thousand words. Yeah. I can write 10,000 words. I can speak 100,000 <laughs> words. So I'm better off and creating do. and do way too much. But I'm better off creating all that. And you, with your imagination and your perspective and your history, can create the only pieces or fill in those little gaps in between words. And that, I love that about the book, that there was no images. It's, it's also, it makes it serious. Absolutely. Yeah. It, and actually, to, to your point, I think you articulate that point really well. My mum, whose reviews somewhere down there. And, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Simon was... Must try <laughs> harder. <laughs> all, 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 all the chapters were great, <laughs> except for Simon. If only he'd clean his room. Um, <laughs> but, but, but my mum really loved Jason's chapter and said to me, I'd love to go to one of his parties. Where, in fact, if we'd shown, I thought the same thing. If we'd shown my mum a picture of one of Jason's parties, then then she wouldn't have been painting it in her own mind. She wouldn't have her experience would have been, oh, it's going to be brash and noisy Mm. and uh, and so on. It would have been an entirely different conceit. So the act of imagination, me as an audience imagining myself somewhere. It's part of where the power of the written word comes from. I sincerely hope that she agrees that tequila is the new vodka. Tequila Mockingbird. That's what I used to call it. Ladies, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, on that note, um, the se- uh, sorry, the Event Professionals Handbook, Access All Areas, The Secrets of Successful Events, is available now. It's available via all good online bookstores, 
predominantly Amazon. <laughs> Amazon, <laughs> Amazon, iTunes, and Google Books. And Google. There we go. Um, and also available in... In, uh, in some selective good stores <laughs> and a few rubbish ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can, 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 ones that we own. If people want to obtain um, hard copies of it, can they do that? Or are these is just a limited Amazon. run? No, you can buy from Amazon. You can buy the hard copy, yeah. Fantastic. Um, let's thank our guests on today's uh, podcast. Um, Simon Burton, CEO of Exposure Communications. Thanks for coming in and talking to us today. Thank you for having me. Kevin Jackson, Director of Ideas and Innovation. The experience is the marketing. Kevin, and a pleasure as always. Thank you. Jason Allen Scott, Premier Party Planner. And um, who we should also point out is feeling a little bit under the weather today, but <laughs> has soldiered on through and made it here to talk to us. And it's been great to have your company. And Mrs. Burton's number one favorite writer. <laughs> I think we, we need to put that out there. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, thanks for listening again. Uh, this is Talking Events. My name's James Dixon. We'll see you next time.